You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. Mm. No shotgun blast, but pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. Great sound No effect. short sleeves outside today. No, no birds chirping here, that's for sure. <laughs> I'm back in the tundra, the wasteland of Canada. Oh, my. I'll tell you what. Um, it's very, very cold here, but we do not have the snow. I've got a buddy down in Tennessee in Nashville. They got hammered with snow down yes, there. Yes, they did. Man. Yes. Yeah. They, I saw something on social media. This guy was skiing down the street. I love it. I love it. <laughs> My friend down there uh, went to go to work. They had about an inch or two of snow, and the police officer said, no, no, you're going to have to turn back and go home. The roads are closed. Yeah, there was no one on the roads, man. They, <laughs> it was like level three. And then you have Buffalo, where they pay people to come in and shovel out the stadium <laughs> so they can have a game. <laughs> Amazing. I love yes. it. 20 bucks, bring a shovel. We'll pay you 20 bucks an hour, and we'll feed you. It's <laughs> great. It's awesome. Great fans. Great game. So there you oh, go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so how you doing, man? Doing very well. Yeah. This Our, has been a good week. So Good. Uh, do you guys have a lot of snow and cold down there? What do you got? Got a lot of cold, but not a lot of snow. Yeah. You know, we us. got a couple inches last night, but, you know, the lows have been and are going to be like 6, 4, yep. 3, 1, 12, yeah. uh, you know, 7, 0, 1. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's... We're about the same. We are getting a little snow today, but it's just that it's a little light stuff. But that's usually what brings the most. But uh, yeah, yeah, but you guys are way below zero. Yeah, yeah, it's cold here. It's cold. Centigrade. Yeah, centigrade. Yeah. <laughs> we're about. I think we're around seven degrees Fahrenheit. Six, seven degrees yeah. Fahrenheit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But that's the, about that where Celsius we're been, yeah. scale definitely makes us sound like heroes because it's like it does minus fifteen. Minus 20, <laughs> which equates to it's really cold. <laughs> it's, whether it's centigrade or Fahrenheit, I'll tell you cold. how bad it is. I'll tell you how bad it is. I wore a long sleeve shirt today. Long sleeve. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. I'll probably have to break my coat out tomorrow sometime, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> what a shock. <laughs> so we came home from Florida. We drove through two whiteout conditions to get home. Oh, my goodness. I should have just stayed. I flew into Detroit. I should have stayed there, but we made it home. We're home safe and sound because I want to see the grandkids. I hadn't seen the grandkids, so yeah. But there's a difference. Yeah, it is. It makes a big difference. Uh, Detroit or Detroit? Uh, I say Detroit. Detroit. Yes. Detroit. Yeah. Detroit, I say Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. People it's, in the States say Detroit. Detroit. Yeah, Detroit. Yeah. Oyet. And then people in the States say Toronto. It's Toronto. Yep. No second T. Oh, yeah. no second T. No. Just Toronto. Silent T. Yeah, yeah, Toronto. If you're old school like me, if you're real old, you say Toronto. Toronto. Oh, I have heard that. Yeah, Toronto. And if you're really. It sounds like T I R A N A. Yeah, and if you're really, really old, like my grandpa would have been, they called it Hogtown or Toronto the Good. 
Really? Yeah, Hogtown. That was big. That's great. That, they took all the animals there to put them on the trains to ship them wherever they had to go. Mm. So, yeah. Yep, the good old days. It's no longer Toronto the good, and it's a lot more like Hogtown. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. What a mess. What a mess. So, yeah. So it's good to be home. Good to be back at it. Good to see you. And we're ready to go yes. with another fun-filled we day are. of Tim Talks. Yeah. Awesome. Gotten some great Reach suggestions. Reach into the of old yep. mailbag. Yep, yep. Here's one. Um, we're going to go to Canada again. Had some great folks here in Canada responding. Uh, pastor friend of mine out uh, west um, wrote in. He's written in a couple times, actually. And uh, one he gave us was pretty tough. It was it was a tough one. It was on the, the, the yeah. levels of heaven. We never did do it. It just, it was... We just couldn't get the hang of it, so we didn't do that one. But this one is awesome. And he wrote to me, and he said, Brother Stone, he said, I've been doing So some- the last one was not awesome. It was awesome, but it was too awesome for us. <laughs> we just didn't, we just didn't know if we could make a go of it. It is was awesome. Yeah, yeah. his topics yeah. were great. It's us who are weak and feeble. <laughs> so uh, this, was, this was great, though. I like this. So he said he's been doing some premarital counseling and finding that are, there are a lot of young couples today— who are deciding not to have children. Um, they're taking preventative measures not to have children and uh, really don't have a desire to have children at all and wondering if we would give some thought to that and the biblical position on that. Is there a biblical position? And uh, where we fall into that. So that's where we're going to go this week and see how we do. So we both have children. You have three. I have three. Um, I have four grandchildren. Praise the Lord. I love every one of them. I'm glad we had every one of them. Was it always easy? No. Were there times that I thought I'd trade them for something better? Yeah. Uh, but uh, I kept them. And I kept them because I wanted to have grandkids, and it paid off. So it's awesome. I thought it was pretty easy having kids. Yeah. Yeah, Denise did most of the work. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know. Yeah. Yeah, the, the actual having part, the actual having yes. part. Oh, yeah, it wasn't really. Oh, wasn't really too bad. Piece of cake. I don't know why people whine about it all the time. <laughs> now I will tell you, I will tell you that the recliner in Ruthie's room was not very comfortable, and oh. the TV was a little fuzzy, uh, and it was football season, so that was bad. And then the hamburger I got at you know that I ate in front of her after she'd not eaten for about fifteen hours. Exactly. <laughs> That hamburger that was a like, little off. I still remember Steve and Lanny Clayton, Steve breathing, you know, uh, whatever he was eating, and yeah. Lanny's, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Ruthie's like, what are you doing? I said, I was hungry. I said, it's been like 15 hours. She goes, I know, for me too. And now I'm smelling it. So, <laughs> so I didn't Yeah, I was, uh, I was a little bit unwise at one point because we went through all the Lamaze classes, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, Denise, you're supposed to graduate your breathing. Yes. And I and I was stupid enough to say, you don't need to breathe that, like that yet. And she's going, I'm the one breathing. And so, it, okay, 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 yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I remember. How stupid can you be? That's I me. I remember saying to Ruthie, it's he he who he he who. She goes, I'm not doing that. I'm just breathing. <laughs> Next thing I knew, all of us have have our stupid moments. Yeah. Next thing I knew, clippity clop. Here come Kayla. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Awesome. Yeah. Pretty neat. Um, Nate was a Nate was uh, pretty easy, but Allison came so quick that the, the nurse 
uh, called the doctor in. He goes, oh, you still got a while yet. And the nurse said, I don't think so, doctor. She looks pretty close. And he's like, I'll be back. I'll be back in about 20 minutes. And the, the nurse said to me, you better stay close. And not probably five or 10 minutes later, she goes, get ready, get ready. You're catching this baby. And I caught oh, Allison. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty amazing. So, yeah. And the doctor still billed you. Oh, well, not me, but the governor yeah, of Canada. Exactly. Yes, absolutely. Exactly. Did. Yeah, he got all his money. <laughs> and I got... I got a cute little you baby. Out get, of it, you should have gotten a cut out of it. Yeah, you're not kidding for sure. Well, let's talk about kids having kids and what the Bible says about that. And you know, should people consider not having kids? And I hear a lot of people say this today. They say, "Well, you know, the world's so bad and things are so bad. Do I really want to bring bring kids into this world with it being so bad?" And my answer is, yes, you do for several reasons. What do you say? Well, I say no. <laughs> wow. Okay. This is going to be a great week. <laughs> no. Well, let's just go to the very beginning. When God created Adam and Eve, and he commanded them to be fruitful and multiply upon the earth. And so, uh, you know, where where does the notion come from that we should not have children? You know, right now, the Great Reset, the WEF, WHO, they are pushing to depopulize the earth. That is their their stated goal, to depopulize the earth. Well, you know, God's God's desire is to populate the earth. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And for several reasons. Um, First of all, he created it for us. Second of mm-hmm. all, the, the joy that children can bring to your life and Amen. the extension of the family. And then uh, somebody raised a point, we'll probably get more into this later in the week, but I'll throw it out there. Uh, one of the reasons, I might even been you, I think we talked the other uh, week or so ago, we were actually talking about this. And one of the reasons is, as Christians, our children become part of the process of winning other people to Jesus Christ. Amen. And, That's exactly right. And, I mean, there is a need for preachers today. And uh, there's a a huge shortage of young people that are going into ministry, in part because people aren't having kids, in part because of abortion. You know, people have aborted children, and so they haven't had the opportunity to come and find Christianity and become a part of that. So yeah, there's a lot of reasons to have kids, a lot of great reasons. And part of it, I think, if we start in the Old Testament, part of it was they were part of the workforce that helped keep the family alive. They were part mm-hmm. of the shepherding or the farming or the commerce that they did to help supply for the family. Right. You know, when you're an agrarian society, the more hands, the better. The more workers that you have. And that's not the only reason you have children, but it is part of the aspect of, you know, supplying and providing for the family unit. Yeah, I think I got to go agrarian agrarian <laughs> we're the day we're the day agrarian society Whew. there you go um farmers yeah. oh yeah farm rural area. yeah rural area aggregate yeah. yeah yeah i got it yeah um absolutely and my my dad came from a family of 10 children uh, mm-hmm. My grandpa was a farmer. He also had a business. They made, uh, they did cement work, made cement cement blocks, and so the kids all became part of that. There were, um, there were nine boys or sorry, seven, um, 
They had 10. They lost a child, so there was nine. So they had seven yeah. boys, two girls, and the boys all had to work on the farm or in that other business. And, uh, yeah, and, and going through the 30s, you know, it came through the 30s, um, they had to have them or they wouldn't have made it. It was just that simple. So where did the concept of birth control come from? Well, I would say it came from a change in society where women wanted to be more active in the workforce. And I think they thought that children was a hindrance to that. And I think also that there was also a sexual revolution that took place where people wanted to have as much and as often without any kind of recourse. And I think that was part of it as well. Yeah, the the anti-children sentiment began in the United States. Now, it's probably been many other places, but in the United States, it began with Planned Parenthood. Yeah. Which was uh, uh, Margaret Sanger, uh, and I have some of her letters, an exact copy of her letters, where she began a movement that she wanted preachers and all kinds of places uh, to influence the American people. Now, listen, to have less black children. Wow. That's wow. where it started. Wow. Because they were not the proper race. They were not, uh, mm. you know, they, they were supposedly, you know, less human. And so that's where it started. This yeah. whole... Planned Parenthood movement started, you know, with that kind of mentality. So, um, you know, uh, so specifically the whole attitude, how did it originate? Well, it didn't originate in Scripture. Mm -hmm. I would say, too, that from a world standpoint, they would say, well, you know, there are a a lot of nations in the world, especially African nations, that were having so many children and they couldn't provide for them and, you know, the the food source wasn't enough, so it was to help them, you know, keep control of that so that they weren't overpopulating and not able to take care of those children. And they were seeing a lot of kids that were dying from, you know, different sickness, illness, and then starvation, all those things. So I think in the world mind was we yeah. can help, you know, eliminate some of that if we help people control that. I think that was part of it yeah, as well. Yeah, if you, if you check it out, in the 1960s, it was pushed real heavily, and it sort of spilled over into the 70s, that we are going to have so many people on this earth that we will not be able to feed everybody. And so well, that still hasn't happened yet. I know there is poverty. Right. I know right. that there is hunger. Yes, we're very aware of those things. But most of those things are really a result of war and uh, yeah. people perpetuating wickedness upon others. So the crops can't get grown and those kind of things. Well, a lot of it's greed. It's just people at the yeah. top keeping the money oh. that's given oh, to goodness. supply yes. those things or or hoarding those things and selling them at a you know, black market price. So that's a big part of it. But that's that's still today. Bill Gates has the same same philosophy Absolutely. today. Bill Gates is trying to control, you know, the population of uh, Africa, the, the continent of Africa. Uh, he's trying to get people more to plant-based rather than, you know, uh, an animal source, all those kind of things. It's, it's no secret. He's, he's controlled in the who. He's trying to uh, regulate uh, vaccinations and all those kind of things. And, and who knows what's going in some of that stuff? We, we just don't know. 
and um, it's I, coming out. It is. It is coming out, and it's not good. And there no, are some African nations that are saying we are not taking any more of their shots. They're, they are hurting us. They're not helping us. And so kudos to them for standing up. But, yeah, that's that's still in play today. And then, of course, I think today a big part of it is finance. We can't afford to have children. It's too expensive, and we can barely make it now. How, how are we going to make it with kids? So that's part of where people are at as well. Yeah, and, and it's still that kind of an attitude I understand. I, I really do. Yeah. Because you and I both, you know, when we were young and, you know, wanting to have children and having the children in our homes, Mm -hmm. neither one of us made much at all. And you still had that concept of, wow, what are we going to do? You know, uh, how are we going to get by? But but God is always faithful. And so, you know, the fear is understandable. I mean, Mm -hmm. I really do. I'm I'm not trying to make fun and, and, uh, you know, deride young couples today who are Christian couples and thinking, man, how are we going to get by? Don't we're going to do I think that's normal, but there is a there is a trust in the Lord yeah. that we really need. Yeah. And I think you know, since man has started having children, there's always been hardship. There's always been difficult times. Uh, hold on. You're are you talking about a transphobia there man having children? Uh, no, I'm talking about mankind as in <laughs> oh, general. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, no, All right. just, no, no. Just wanted no, to clarify no. since we're God, on God made it broadcast. possible. No, God's only made it possible for one of the two genders. Since, since men have become pregnant since right. the dawn of time. They're... Right, no, since two genders. Um, no, no, and men aren't having babies. Imagine if men had babies. There would only be one, not per family. In the whole world, because <laughs> once the word got out on that, <laughs> yeah. it'd be over. Yeah, Doc Thompson used to say, "If men had children, there'd be one per family, yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah, there wouldn't be two. I'll tell you that. Yeah, mankind's been having children, you know, six, seven thousand years, eight thousand years, and and we've made it. And do some children pass away? Yes, yeah, unfortunately. Um, are there times when it's very, very difficult? Yes." But I, I just saw a thing on Somalia the other day. What a, what a sad state there. They've had a, a oh, seven-year yes. drought. Yes. And it's just it's horrendous. But here are those people working desperately to provide for their children, and many of them are able to do it. Some are not. That's true. But that doesn't happen all the time, and it doesn't happen everywhere. And so there are going to be difficult times. And was it difficult for us? Yes. Did I have to get part-time work? Yes. Did I have to cut back on some things? Yes. Did mm-hmm. my wife work outside the home? Yes. We did whatever we had to do to provide for our children. And that's a natural God-given instinct to take care of your children. And it kind of scares me a little bit when even Christian couples start thinking, yeah, we don't want to have children. It's too much. We don't We don't want to put out that much or we don't want to sacrifice that much of our own lives to do that. That That's troubling. That's troubling. Well, that leads me to the, to the last main factor that many people will have and won't necessarily say it out loud, but it's selfishness. Absolutely. You know, I want to have fun. I want to be married and enjoy the uh, opportunities of marriage and the companionship of marriage and being able to go and, and run here and there for five years, 10 years, 15 years. We want to have fun 
and then we'll settle down and start thinking perhaps about a child in our family. And, uh, you know, that that just has to be, you have to examine yourself. I'm not from the outside looking in the windows of your home saying, hey, this is your problem. But this is something that you have to be honest mm-hmm. and consider, um, you know, the, the blessing and the joy of children in a home change the dynamics of that home. Yeah. And yes, it's a lot of work, and yes, it's a, it's a lot of responsibility. But I, I think what it does when you experience that, especially as a believer, mm. you, you, can't ex, you can't understand how God opens up your heart and you have more love than you ever thought you'd, you'd be able to have. Right. You know, when I first married Denise, I thought, this is, it's impossible to love anybody more than what I do now. And, right. and you know, we're heading towards 43 years. And, and it's like, man, that was nothing compared to now. Right, right. Here's what I say is that exactly what you said, that travel, that experience is so fun. Then you bring kids into that and to watch them, man, it intensifies what you're already getting or already had. And add to that. Let me give you this verse, and I'll close with this. Psalm 127.3, children are a heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. It, mm-hmm. God rewards you when you have children. It's a blessing to have them and, and, and gives you something that nothing else in this world can give you. I've seen some great things in this world. I've experienced some awesome things in this world. Not one of them compares to any event of my child's life or children's life, I should say. It's, it's amazing what kids can do. And then... God gives you grandchildren. Man, that blows it out of the water. So I'll leave it there. Yeah. Is is that the verse that there's more to it there about uh, uh, happy is the man? Who has this quiver full? Yeah, that's later on in the passage. I was going to use that later on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Actually, Psalm 127 deals with children as an entire passage. Yes. It's only, I think it's only six or seven verses, but man, it's it's good. It's good. Amen. That's where you want to look. Very good. Yeah. I'm Al Stone. I have three kids. I love them. Kayla, my oldest. Nate, our middle child and son. And Allison, our little baby girl. Love them all. Um, and and the joy they've brought to our lives. The grandchildren they've brought to our lives. I can't wait for the adventures ahead. Our Nate is going to get engaged, I think, this spring and married in the fall. And I can't wait to see what the Lord's going to do with that. But for what we have right now, we are so immensely blessed. I say to you today, if you're thinking about having children, have them. If you're thinking about not having them today, here's my advice. Have them. Um, it's work. It's sacrifice. But, man, it's worth it. The love they give you back is incredible. I'm Al Stone. This is Dan Wolven in Columbus, Ohio. I think Wednesday I would like to ask you the question and uh, take the take the opposite view of, oh, yeah, well, then how come you only had three kids and you didn't have nine or ten? Oh, good So question. I think that would be, uh, I think that's a fair, that's fair. you know, thing, you yeah. know, to say. Because, uh, you know, if you're truly consistent, you know, yep. let's bring this all the way through. So, so I've yep. got some answers okay. about that as well. Yeah. Please make sure that you uh, give us a rating, a review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform. And uh, you do not hear the birds chirping. You hear... Uh, all of the uh, all of the animals outside with their teeth chattering is what we're Yeah, you're now. not kidding. Well, ours are all hibernated, so if they're outside, yeah. they're, <laughs> they're going to freeze to death. 
Wednesday, I will give you a great story about that having three children, having awesome. gone to another place. I'll tell you that story on Wednesday. Get ready. It's a good one. You're going to enjoy it. This is Tim Talks. Thanks for joining us today. We'll be back on Wednesday. Send us your emails with your questions. We'd love to handle them, and we hope you enjoyed this. This is Tim Talks. Have a great day, eh? You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.